awesome worship. Thank you to Carrie, Job, and Cody Carnes for leading us in that worship and reminding us to declare blessings over our life. This morning, if we were all together, I would invite you, and I'm inviting you now as you're joining in, to lift your hands. Let's take a moment this morning, right now, and thank the Lord for the blessings that we are declaring over our lives. Will you join me? Father, we thank you. Just lift your hands right where you are. I thank you for your presence, being in every living room, being at around every dining room table, on every patio, wherever someone is watching and joining in this service. God, we thank you for the blessings that we declare over our families. I thank you for the generations of faith that you have put in my life. And Lord, today we give you this service. I pray that every person watching would have their heart and their faith increased that their willingness to give of themselves generously would just abound in their lives. We thank you, Lord, for the generosity of comfort that the Holy Spirit has given to us during this time. For many who have struggled and had difficulty, God, we thank you that we don't do it alone, but we do it with your help and we do it with your peace that passes understanding So God, we declare today the blessings over our lives and our families. We declare that God is good, that you are generous to us, Lord. You so loved that you gave your son. And today, Father, I ask that you would help us to so love, that we'll decide to give even more generously than we ever have before. You're doing an adaptation and transformation in each of us. And we thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, today is a day that we are celebrating women of faith and mothers. This month, last week, many countries in Europe and around the world, this week in America and other places, we are celebrating mothers and women of faith. And if we were together, and we are this way, I would say, look at that person in your room. I'm going to look at Pastor Rick and tell him, you look amazing. You look amazing. (laughs) And I am so glad that we get to share this day together. I can tell you that in the past nine and a half weeks, we have witnessed so many miracles. God has been generous with miracles. God has been generous with his peace. And so today, as I have the privilege of continuing our series, Faith moves our giving. You'll see on the screen there some hands holding some things like love and hope and faith and wisdom because God wants us to live our lives with our hands and our hearts open. He does not want us to hold it close and be stingy and selfish with it. So today we are going to talk and celebrate about what it means to live a life of generosity of mind that it is not a one-time event, but it is a character trait, that we live in every aspect of our lives so that faith will move us to be giving with our hands open of whatever God has entrusted to us. Today, I want us to look at our verse of the month in Philippians 4, verse 17 and verse 19. It says, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. 
So as we focus on this verse to understand why we give and how we give, I just want to give you some reminders. If you joined us last Sunday and you heard Pastor Rick and I tag team, this is a a month of this series, Faith Moves Our Giving. And last week we said, who can give? Number one, who gives? Anyone, everyone can give. A child can give, a mother can give, a father can give, a friend can give. God has put something in each of us to give back. Some have amazing cooking talents and they love it. And you know that I love to set the table. I'll let somebody else do the cooking. Some have amazing artistry and design talents. Some have amazing talents and abilities to give wisdom and knowledge or encouragement in the faith. Whatever it is, don't minimize what God has put in your hands because he wants to use you to give generously to those around you. The second thing we learned is why do we give? In obedience to the word of God, not so that we can have a gift, but rather so that fruit would abound in our lives. We want you to grow and have that fruit on the vine that is rich and healthy and abundant, abounding. Pastor Rick talked about how do we give? That God, according to this verse, gives us everything we need. The energy, the love, the perseverance, the peace in the midst of a storm. We give because God enables us to. He helps us to do that. So today, I want to talk to us about the receiving and releasing process. Receiving and releasing process. Being a person Uh, where generosity produces fruit in my life. It is about perspective. Pastor Rick loves sports and he knows all about coaches. And I've watched him coach many people over the years. And a good coach who sees the gaps in his athlete's results will teach that athlete how to improve in order to see fruit, in order to see the results of success to prosper overflow in that athlete's life. And so today I give you some of the words of encouragement that the Lord has been speaking to me because I want to see your ability to succeed in life, not just in a bank account. We are not talking about money, but in a mindset, in a pattern of living so that no matter what pandemic, no matter what crisis of health, no matter what crisis of employment comes along, faith continues to move my giving of generosity and nothing can take away the joy of the Lord unless I let it. And I'm not going to. I'm going to hold it in my hands and release it to those around me in obedience to the word. I asked my girls, both my daughters and some of my girls on Thursday Connect, if they could, if we're thinking about we're in the middle of COVID-19 and things are starting to release a little bit. People are being allowed to go out to parks a little bit more and uh, coffee bars in Italy are providing some takeaway service, which is a whole new concept. Uh, But so as we think about this pandemic and this crisis, I said, What words come to mind for you? And I was so happy when these lovely ladies of faith in my life said the words that came to their mind were faith, family, rest, 
blessed priorities, snow day for the ones in Michigan, perspective, memories, edutainment, meaning that they had to homeschool, but it was very entertaining, uh, unbelievable, reliant, relationships. Isn't that amazing? That's what faith is, seeing the impossible become possible in God's hands. So these wonderful women of faith that I spoke to, they weren't seeing some of those things that we are hearing, and I'll mention them in a minute, but they were seeing the possibilities of relationship and precious family time and precious time with Jesus. It is all about our perspective. But I do feel like the Lord has given me something, a nugget, a nugget of truth that we must understand. If we're going to understand faith moves our giving, we also have to understand that there's an enemy of our soul. The Bible talks about him. He seeks to steal, kill, and destroy. He seeks to discourage, delay, disappoint, defeat. And we need to understand that our mind is the battlefield for the enemy. And there is an opposite of a giving nature. In order to live giving of yourself generously, then you have to also acknowledge what the opposite might look like so that you understand the battle. The enemy of your soul will be very sneaky in ways to get your mind on yourself, all on yourself. Because if he can do that, then your mind and your eyes and your faith is not on God who increases our faith. Amen? And so I need to understand that when I get consumed with me, that's a tactic of the enemy to get my mind off of the all-consuming God who will meet every need according to his riches in Christ Jesus. So I believe that there are some roadblocks to blessing that happen in our lives. And maybe today the Lord will speak to you if one of these roadblocks is hindering your blessing and hindering your mindset of generosity, of giving of yourselves, when we get our mind on ourselves and we do what the enemy's trying to get us to do, we can become very isolated. You know, many of us have been uh, set apart. I've been careful not to say set alone because I believe that even though we're set apart, we're not alone. But if we get our eyes on ourselves, we feel very isolated and very alone. And that's when the enemy begins to wreak havoc. It's easy to start blaming others for all the difficulties instead of learning how to grow through the challenges. Not asking God to just get me through it, but in fact, God helped me grow through it. And if you get your mind on yourself, you will stop growing. And you will multiply moaning and complaining. And here's what the Bible says about that. Philippians 2, 3 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Fathers, you are amazing. Husbands, you are amazing. But today I'm speaking to the women of faith in our lives. Whether we're men or women listening today, it's important to honor those who have invested in our lives. And so we value them above ourselves. 1 Corinthians 10.24 says, No one should seek their own good, 
but the good of others. And you know what? I'm surrounded by some amazing uh, people of faith at ICF Rome who do their jobs, whatever they might be, for the good of others. And when they do that, they are blessed in their workplace. They are blessed in their families. They are blessed in their friend groups because their mindset is about doing good for others. And then God returns a blessing. Remember, receive and release. And that's what God is telling us to do. Proverbs eleven twenty five says, A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. God is so faithful to his word. So that was Philippians 2, 3, 1 Corinthians 10, 24, and Proverbs eleven twenty five. If you're watching, you might type in the chat and say, amen, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for the women of faith in my life. And if you have not had a woman of faith in your life yet, I want to invite you to be my friend and to be, uh, let me encourage you as a woman of faith. I also want you to be able to realize that you could be the one that starts a new lineage of faith for the people around you. Today, as we talk about receiving and releasing his blessings, I want to look at some mothers in the Bible. Again, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. So I want us to look at a few of the women in the Bible and how they gave generously. Because the Bible is our playbook. It's how we learn to be that athlete that abounds for success. In the Old Testament, we read about Sarah. And I want you to read about Sarah in the Bible. Because Sarah waited for a long time for the promises of God to come through. You know what I think that says about Sarah? She was generous with her time for God's plans. She didn't get in a hurry. Even though I'm sure there were moments when she thought it's not going to happen, Sarah waited and she was generous with her time. Rebecca was another one and she believed. She believed the promises that God had given to her. I believe that she was generous with her trust in God's plans. You know, it's a, maybe it's a new concept to be generous with some of these things. Because when we talk about generosity, we immediately think about giving as something tangible. But trust and faith and, and believing in God, that's something that I get to choose how to use it. The world can't stop my believing. The world can't stop my trust in God. COVID-19 can't stop it. Amen? Say amen in the chat if you're agreeing with me right now. God is in charge of our lives. Rebecca believed and she was generous with her trust in God's plans. Jochebed planned for her family. She was generous with her hope and her actions for the future of her family. Uh, study Jochebed and see that how she thought about what would be ahead of her. And she planned it out so that at the right time, people would be in the right place for God's plans to unfold. Naomi, you know the story of Ruth and Naomi. Naomi shared her blessings. She was generous with her faith in God. She didn't keep it to herself and say, oh, I can't tell my daughter-in-law Ruth about this. This faith is a private matter. No, 
Naomi said, this God, he is amazing. And I will be generous with my faith. And what did her daughter-in-law do? She said, your God will be my God. And your people will be my people. When we are generous with the blessings and the faith that we have in God, so many people around us, their lives will be changed. Elizabeth was another one in the New Testament. She believed for the miracle. She was generous with hope. Luke 125, the Lord has done this for me. In these days, he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. Mary, the mother of Jesus, stayed faithful to God, even when it meant a cross of suffering, when people spoke wrong about her and, and people tried to shame her because they didn't understand the divine supernatural that was happening in her life. She was generous with her love, her life, and her loyalty to God's call upon her. You see, when God calls us, if we hold it and say how precious it is, but we don't release it and share it, it will be of no good. When God calls us, my one daughter is called to be an attorney, an advocate. Another daughter is called to be a teacher. Another daughter is called to be a director of teams. And if they are only called and they don't open their hand and share, they will not be blessed. But when they receive and release, God has blessed them. I asked my daughters on this Mother's Day if they would share something that they've learned from their mom and how faith has impacted their capacity for life. Here's what my daughters have to say. Erica, the youngest, Jessica, the teacher who just had baby Lincoln and is doing wonderful, and Jacqueline, the attorney. They understand that faith moves our giving and there is a ripple effect in our generations. So I want you to take a minute and listen to this video. What can we learn from the women of faith in our lives? Happy Mother's Day. I am so blessed to be a mother this year. My son is 10 months old and he is just starting to walk. So I am excited to take part of the festivities and the sentiments of today. I wanted to uh, speak a minute about the blessing I have in my mother, Jennifer Pasquale. I have been blessed to have a long lineage of women of faith and courage and boldness, uh, but none is more bold or more faith uh, driven than my mother. My mother has taught me resilience, and I believe that that resilience has been instilled in me since I was a little girl to every day that I uh, wake up and face the day, and that resilience to not only face the day, but to make the day. Jennifer has taught me uh, so much about uh, facing every moment of opposition or discouragement with resilience, with a passion to change your circumstance and to see it through a different perspective. And I really appreciate that, especially now being a mom, it's empty to feel, or it's easy to feel empty and poured out at the end of every day. I work uh, 40 plus hours a week and I'm a mom and a wife and uh, it's easy to say I have nothing left. And that's where my mom is in my head and she keeps telling me to be resilient, get back up, make the day what I want to make the day, get my makeup on, my best outfit on and, and make the day into something that's an encouragement for myself, for my family, for my child and for those around me. And I am forever thankful for that life lesson. I hope to instill it in my son one day that when life hits you, that you bounce right back up with fervency and excitement for what's next and how did that circumstance mold me and drive 
drive me into the woman that I've become? How have I learned from it? How have I grown from it? And how can I teach others uh, to grow from similar life circumstances? So resilience is what I've learned from Jennifer. I'm thankful for her and I wish all of you a happy Mother's Day. Stay safe and healthy and God bless you all. Hi, I'm Jessica and I am Jennifer's middle daughter. And some of the traits I think I got from my mom are um, always trying to be your best when you are um, going out and, you know, as far as dressing up and doing your hair and makeup and being presentable. And um, I think another thing I got from my mom is um, taking care of my house and my kids, um, being productive as far as doing the dishes and making sure the kitchen's cleaned up before you go to bed and making your bed in the morning. And um, a final thought I have is just that um, I think I got some of my strong personality of um, being a strong leader, even as a woman, um, from my mom and from our lineage of my great grandmother and um, just the pastors in our household and stuff and just um, being a strong woman and putting that out there that it's okay to be strong and um, courageous in all you do. So I love you, mom. Good morning. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, mother. Mom, I'm sorry I can't be with you today. I'm so proud of you and all that you have done and all that you are doing there in Rome. On Mother's Day, I'm reminded of the lessons that I have learned from my mother and the other mothers in my life. From my mother, I have learned to work hard. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all of your might. Do the very best. Do your very best at the things that you do. Whether it's cleaning your house or doing your job or working with your children or being a wife, do your best. Work hard. Love hard. Family is very important. Those close to you are very important. Tomorrow isn't promised to anyone. Love hard. The older we get, the more we realize that family is really all that we have. And whether it's biological family or family that we have adopted over the years, love hard. But above all, pray hard. God is able to do exceedingly immeasurably above what we can ask or imagine. So include him in what we do. Pray hard. He is able to keep us. And so we have to keep him in the forefront of our minds. For my grandmothers, I have learned an unwavering sense of resiliency. Do not panic. Trust the Lord. It is going to be all right. God is able to keep us. Nothing is too hard for him. Nothing is insurmountable. As long as we keep our focus and perspective on him, no matter the obstacles or challenges that we face, Nothing is too difficult. We can have an unwavering sense of resiliency. Laugh, laugh a lot. It helps to avoid panic and to keep our focus where it should be. So on Mother's Day, keep your mothers and mothers in your life close and honor those who have set you up for success in your life. Thank you, daughters. That blesses me very much. It makes me laugh also about the things that our daughters pick up from us. You know, I picked up 
making my bed and cleaning the kitchen and preparing for the day from my grandmother, a woman of faith, who reminded me that I should always present my best to the Lord and be ready in season and out of season for whatever God has ahead. So let this be a reminder to all of us, whether we're men or women today, little ears and little eyes are watching. Teenage ears and eyes are watching. Young adults are watching. Our neighbors and our colleagues are watching. If you are loving generously, you can change the atmosphere in your office. You can change the atmosphere on a Zoom call. I don't remember if I said it last week, but you can join a Zoom meeting and sit there and do nothing. Or you can join a Zoom meeting with a smile, leaning in, to what's happening, and you can change the dynamics. I've seen it happen where one begins to make a couple jokes and soon everyone's laughing for a minute, and it changes the atmosphere when you love generously. The third thing I want you to know, so we've talked about the roadblocks to blessing, receive and release your blessing, and finally, that faith fuels my generosity of mind. Faith fuels my generosity of mind. Listen, I believe that instead of it's never enough, I will be able to say I am more than a conqueror through Christ's love, love for me. Instead of withdrawing my love, I will make deposits by faith, knowing that a return on the investment is coming. Instead of dwelling on what is lacking, you will begin to dwell in the courts of the Most High, abiding under his generosity of love and grace. Where do you want to dwell today? If we are going to be uh, women and men of faith and generosity, and that's going to move us to give generously of our lives, then we will dwell not on what is lacking, but in the courts of the Most High, under the shadow of the Almighty, regardless of the circumstances we're facing it's not easy being home all the time. It's not easy not being able to take those walks for nine and a half weeks. But there is a time coming. It's starting to slowly unfold when we are encountering a new season. And I'm asking you today, will you allow the Lord to transform you, that you will be generous with gratitude, you will be generous with love? Will you remember when you get stuck in that traffic jam that you're so happy you can be out in the car? You will not complain, but you will grow and rejoice in the Lord. God wants to turn our disappointments into decisions to fully trust him. I believe it's called reframing. It means that we see things with a supernatural perspective. God wants to turn your disappointments into decisions to fully trust him and to see it not this way, but from heaven's perspective. So if we're going to talk about COVID-19, think about this. I say quarantine, but God says family time. I say homeschool and I wasn't prepared for it. My daughter says edutainment. It was very entertaining. Lockdown, no, quiet time with the Lord. A virus, protected. Essential, I can tell you what's essential. God's word is essential. I could not make it without running to scripture. The Holy Bible, word of God. Isolation, no. My supernatural perspective says I'm online with you, staying connected. Pandemic, 
My supernatural perspective says powerful God. Social distancing? No, the Bible says Jesus is as close as the mention of his name. A mask? I think about how God protects me all the time. Hand sanitizer. His word is what I need to cleanse me. PPE, that personal protective equipment. I can tell you what, Jesus is my personal protective equipment. The word of God is my personal protective equipment. Even a ventilator that has indicated a great need for healing, a great need for miracle, a great need for comfort if a loved one has been lost. And I know there are some who have lost. But you know what I think about? The Holy Spirit being my breath. When the situation takes my breath away and I don't know how I'm going to face tomorrow, the Holy Spirit of comfort comes in. I receive and I can begin to release joy and faith because Hebrews 11.1 1 says this, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I will release. Can you say that with me? Type it in the chat. I will release. Will you? Will you receive and release? I will release more joy. I will release more love. I will release more grace. I will release more tranquility. I love that word. The Italians use that word and I love it. More calmness, more tranquility. I will release more compassion, more knowledge. I will share my life with those who have been planted in my circle. As we release these things into the lives of the people around us, we will also receive because when faith moves our giving and we live with that generous mindset, we receive. Can you type it in? I will receive. I will receive. We sang the blessing with Carrie. I will pray and receive the blessings for my children and my children's children and my children's children's children. I will receive a victory for battle. I will receive healing for sickness. I will receive restoration for a broken heart. I will receive, you say it, I will receive redemption for a broken soul. I will receive rejuvenation for my burdened mind. I will receive stamina in weariness. You will receive stamina in your weariness. You will wake up with a newfound sense of joy when you receive and release the blessings of heaven. I will receive peace for pain. You say it, peace for pain. Prosperity for our poverty. Those who have had jobs lost and things have been lost, but yet God has provided everything they have needed. Wisdom, I will receive wisdom for warfare. The Lord will show you how to handle the attacks of the enemy on your mind. We will receive a crown of joy, joy, an oil of gladness for a period of suffering. I believe the coming days are going to be more amazing than you could have ever imagined. And I believe we will look back on the past, whether it's been nine weeks, 10 weeks, three months, two months, five weeks, whatever it's been for you during this pandemic. There have been those moments where it was challenging, but if you have been in a posture of receiving and releasing, and it's not too late to be in that posture now, you will receive. You declare it over your life. I will receive 
as I release a giving of heart that is overflowing with generosity. Our friend, Pastor Jim, said it like this. God wants to use your hands to leave his fingerprints on someone else's lives. Imagine that. God wants to use our hands to leave his fingerprints on someone else's heart and mind. Ladies, I am telling you, I'm so thankful for the women of faith in my life. I'm so thankful for the legacy of faith. And I'm thankful that I have been privileged to be a part of seeing new women and men begin to let faith move their giving in a way that they've never done before. This morning, as we prepare to close, and you're going to celebrate the people in your life today, I want you to know, first of all, you are not alone. God hears you. He is releasing the blessings of heaven over your life. You can go back and play that worship again, and you can say, God, I release it. You know, I was sitting on a sofa with my daughter who was very sick, and we listened to that song, and we both wept because we knew we were receiving from heaven, and we were going to be able to release faith. We were going to be able to release joy. And I'm telling you, it is an amazing thing that we do. So today, I want you to declare it over your life. I will receive as I release. And I will live my life with my hands open, with my heart open. If church or structured religion has confused you, has wounded you in some form or fashion, caused you to be even burnt out, God has set apart this time for you to be refueled and reflect. And today he is saying to you, don't you dare stop trusting in the Lord. God has a word for you today. Don't you dare stop believing in the hand of God upon your life. God has a word for you right now that you will trust the Lord, that you will believe the Lord in all things. You will receive and release in Jesus' name. So Father, right now, I pray that that one who is sitting there, who was tempted to give up, to not keep believing, that right now they will pray with me. I want you to pray with me. I want you to open your hands by faith, trusting in the Lord, and say, Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to help me Release my faith into your hands. Help me, Lord Jesus, to trust in you. Forgive me of my sins and my doubts and my disobedience, my lack of faith. God, you said you would help me in all things. You said you would provide and supply my needs according to Christ Jesus. So God, do that. We receive you. Say that. I receive you. Tell Jesus, I receive you. You can be the leader of my life right now, Jesus. I give you my open heart. And if you've made that commitment in Jesus' name, I want you to know we want to be praying for you. Uh, at the bottom of the screen, you will see our website. And through our website, you can also see the email in the chats. You can email us. We've had many who have emailed us every week to say, I received Will you pray for me? 
because you're not doing this journey alone. You're not doing this life alone. God is with you. Jesus is with you. Those of us at the International Christian Fellowship of Rome want to be with you. And I want you to know that he's as close as the mention of his name. Faith moves my giving. I am so thankful for the seeds that I have received into my life of generosity, living like those women in the Bible who were generous with faith, generous with trust, generous with believing for the future. And know this, with God, all things are possible. I love you. I can't wait to get your message. I can't wait to read in the chats someone saying, that was me, Pastor Jen. Pray for me. I am going to live more generously. We always do one more thing at ICF Rome, and that is other needs that are present. And this morning, I asked the Lord, God, what would you have me pray for? And I believe that as we begin to return to some, what some are calling normalcy or um, back to some daily living outside of the four walls of your bedroom or your apartment or your home, wherever you live, I believe that today the Lord is asking you, will you open your hands and continue to let him move? during this next season that he's providing. There will be days ahead when we have to trust him, when it feels like we took two steps forward and we take one step back, or we thought we had a plan, but God said, not yet, non ancora. So right now I wanna pray for you for the coming days, that you will be generous with your faith to trust God for the coming days. Maybe you've been worried about what's my job gonna be? Where is it gonna be? When is it gonna be? I want you to know God has a word for you. I am the Lord who provides. You feel weary, he provides strength. You feel uncertain, he provides confidence. You feel doubt, he will provide that decision to trust him from an eternal, supernatural perspective. So Father, right now, I pray for every woman, especially on this Mother's Day, God, you've put so many amazing women of faith in my life, and I pray blessings. I pray blessings on the little girls that will become women of faith, that will begin to say, how do I feel Jesus in my life? For the young adult woman who is torn about her future decisions, will you speak to her right now and say, I am the God who provides. I will equip you, and I will open the door when I'm ready for you to walk through it, and you can trust in me, says the Lord. Father, for the men, for the grandfathers, for the colleagues at work that are watching this, even maybe as a, as a team, God, right now, I feel like you're saying to those colleagues at work, let faith come alive in your life. Let living generously with God's love and Jesus' compassion change the way you see your world. And today, God, I believe you are giving all of us a new mindset. So Lord, I thank you for mothers. I thank you for the children that made us the mothers. I thank you for the babies that are crying in the middle of this service, for the teenagers that are saying, I need more money, I need more stuff, I need more activities, I'm done with Zoom, uh, I'm done with school online. God, I thank you for every person that has invested into us that makes us a woman of faith, and let us be counted as the ones who leave a legacy of resilience, of faith, and of joy doing life 
100% with Jesus. Don't you walk out of that apartment with a doubt or despair. You walk out with your shoulders up and your heads high. You join that meeting this week, wherever you get to join it from, and know that today my steps are ordered by the Lord and he will be with me today, tomorrow, this week, next week. He is the God who loves us. He so loved that he gave. And so as we receive from heaven, let us so love and release generously every aspect of the character of God so that we can be used by God with our hands to leave his fingerprints on someone else's life. I love you. I hope you have a wonderful day. Don't forget to join us on Wednesday for our Wednesday night prayer on Thursday at noon for Connect. And I want to say on behalf of Pastor Rick and the executive leadership team, thank you for those who are giving online. You can see how to give. When we sow, we reap a harvest. And we thank the Lord that so many have learned how to do the bank transfer and gone online and been giving. I can't wait till we can all come together and receive our offering in the dance that we do at ICF Rome. It is so amazing and wonderful. But I also want to thank you that as you give by faith, you are blessing the kingdom of God. You are touching a life that will really be touched for eternity. So as you give, you say, Lord, help me to be generous and I will receive and release the blessings of God. So thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your love and support. We are praying for you. We are praying for what God has for us in the future. We are excited about Many online campuses, whether they were in Ecuador today or Sudan or South Sudan or Kenya, um, I, you've probably typed it in the chat and I'll see it there. But I want you to know when we join together, where two or three agree together as touching anything, it will be done. Your miracle is in motion. Let faith move your giving of trust today. I love you. Have a, a wonderful, amazing week. God bless you.